Hello and welcome to Life at Your Own World podcast. This is a podcast where we, are, where we are very hot on autonomy, education, advocacy and entertainment. And in this episode we're going to bring you all three of those I suspect. And I also suspect there's going to be a feature length episode because we've got so much to talk about. Along with me, Will Venus, is my co-host Jay. Jay, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? It's been a fortnight since you've last been on. How is are it? You? Yeah, it's been a fortnight. Are you sure? Yeah, because last week we had the fabulous Laurie Latte. And then before that was you, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was, yes. It yeah. was. That sounded so genuine. I'm trying to be a bit seductive. Well, keep trying, because it ain't working. I'll keep it all. Petal, bugger off. Uh, yeah, so we have a few things that we need to get off our chest this week, and we're better to discuss it than on a podcast. We could do it on top of a building with a megaphone. Yeah, we could, but um, people don't like that. People like their, their quiet, quaint well, little Edinburgh, don't Donna they? Donna Summer does it. Shout it out. Yeah, but that's Donna Summer. We're not Donna Summer, are we? No, we're not. Uh, yeah, so where do you want to start with this week, Jay? I'd love to do my new segment first, if that's okay. Okay, so before we get to your new segment, and if you're a brand new listener, we would absolutely love it if you could tap that little follow icon because it only takes a millisecond and it means the world to us because it means our podcast gets to grow and that more people can enjoy it and the more that our podcast grows the more elaborate it becomes uh, because we... the more publicly aware guests we could get yeah. i suppose so I yeah give the, give the podcast and a our, follow and our dog gets to be kept in schmackles so that's really important yeah barney loves his schmackles 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 um yeah so our new segment of the week is Totally created by Jay. It's a totally unique idea. So the airspace is yours, Jay. Right, so Let the listeners know what your new segment is. I'm going to talk about the charts from the 25th of January 1970. Why so, 1970? Because I want to start at 70s because I love 70s music. Because you know, I know you're not into the. I know you're not into. Well, I like 70s sound of music because my favourite song sounds kind of 70s ish. Okay. It's got 70s stems. Okay, so it's 31st of January 1970. Okay. So I'm going to talk about the top 10 in the charts. So it's top ten music charts. Yeah, music charts. Yes. B- music? No, music. Well, music. Yes, music. Speak music. English. Speak. Yeah, speak words. the Queen's English. Yeah. No, King's English. I say the Queen's English because oh. I like Queens better. I like Queen Camilla. Yes. <laughs> no, not her. No. Oh, I walked right into that one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Whoops. Right. Uh, so whilst you're doing that, I'm just going to sip on my coffee that I've got in my lovely little flask, and for our ASMR lovers. Isn't a nice shiny flask. We'll Good. put it on the thumbnail for that. Give me a drum roll drama. Drum roll drama. Drum roll, yeah. What? Yes. Anyway, I'll start. So the first song is Love Grow Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. By Don't Ed- say too many of the lyrics because we can't afford it. Of course. Edison Lighthouse. That sounds like such a joy killer. Anyway. That that went that number peaked to number one for two weeks back mm-hmm. in the nineteen back in nineteen seventy. Okay. Then we had, unfortunately, had a song. I, I didn't want to mention it, but unfortunately, it's part of the charts. It's Two Little Birds by the infamous Rolf, ha- late Rolf Harris. Yeah, the less said about him, the better. Of course, that was 11 weeks number one. Then we had Reflections of My Life by Marmalade, which has peaked at number three for seven weeks, number one. Anytime I think of Marmalade, I think of, you know, like, like Lil' Kim, Christina, Pink. What was the other one? Was there four? There was Missy, I think. Missy Elliott? Yeah, I think she was in it. That's, yeah. yeah, anyway. I like the LaBelle version because it's the original. Of course you do. It's old. No, it's just perfect. That's also a great song. Aye, aye. Got, Come and get it by Badfinger, which is <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? Badfinger. Bad yeah. 
It's like you didn't put an ing at the end of that. Oh yeah. Oh aye. That was yeah. That peaked at number four, and that was yeah. Okay. We've got um. All I have to do is dream at number five by Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell. And like, the week number nine. That's weeks in the chart. Peaked number three. We've got Suspicious Minds by The King, Elvis Presley. Peaked at number two. Uh-huh. At ten. Number six at ten weeks. Ruby, don't take your love to town by Kenny Rogers and the oh, first edition. Where did I hear? Ruby, don't take your love to town. I heard that in a line in a show somewhere. Where did I hear that? It'll come back to me, hopefully. Of course. And that was peaked at number two at number seven for 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. And we have Friends by a Rival, which is peaked at number eight, weeks, four weeks at number eight. Mm-hmm. We had Leaving on a Jet Plane, Peter, Paul and Mary. I love that song. As well. I love them. Peter, Paul and Mary? What? Yeah. Peter, Paul Peter and Mary. Trio, that was peaked at number nine. Are they not three weeks. people in the Bible? They are, yeah. Is but that why they call themselves that? I think it was, yeah. And I love that. I love the John trivia, Denver. Trivia, trivia, you're getting your money's worth today. Yeah, I love the John Denver version, though. Like, they make it all about, the song's all about leaving and online or coming back. It's just so poignant song. It's a beautiful instrumentation. Poignant. Poignant, yeah. Poignant. And then number 10, can you guess what number 10 is? I know you can probably guess what number 10 is. I've no idea. The Witch's Promise slash Teacher, Jeffrey Tull. That was um, peaked at number 10 for two weeks. Okay. Any songs of you take your fancy or you want to listen to add to your collection no none of them sorry no you don't like 60s music then is Patsy Klein 60s yeah 60s 50 yeah I like Patsy Klein. I like um, Doris Day you know, Doris Day yep yeah. I like all the gay stuff really oh yes and like oh yes and like um, yeah, whenever I think of Doris Day I think of her stance stood there at the sink and that penny doing the washing up oh yes <laughs> what video was that I'm not too sure do you know who my um talking about music gay icons? You know how my problem my like um two of my like musical gay icons are. Have a guess. I don't know. One would be Liza. I love Liza. Liza with a Z. Yeah. And L. I love Liza and I love Christina Bianco doing Liza or, or her in general. She's like West. She's doing West. She did it for Mama. She did it for Mama <laughs> and Christina's doing it for Liza and also Liza. Erfa Kitzman, my probably favourite as well. Oh yeah, we watched uh, the Chacha Heels video yesterday, I loved didn't it. we? Chacha, you know what? Arr- I'll tell you about that actually. <laughs> well, that was good. It is. Arr- you know what she did? She got contacted by Bronski Beat after drummer Ginny Summerfield left. Yeah. And she didn't know who Bron- the Bronski Beat were, but she liked the song. She always does music. She likes the song, so she did it and she loved it. And they did the song together. It's such a good song about you know, all about like just finding love and you know and having a fun time in, Far- in France about it. It's nice. Yeah, fun time and love. None of which we have in this world right now, do we? It's no. fucking crazy. Funny enough, I was at I was at an interview today, love. You probably didn't know because you were sleeping. Uh, no, I know every interview that you go to. Yeah, yeah. I was how, talk- bad is, how bad does that sound? It sounds like I don't support you at all. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking, listeners. No, I was at an interview. We were talking about how the world's like that at the moment. How we need love and growth and people are in the moment. And yeah. <laughs> you're walking into the. You're walking into these ones. I love growth. Mm? Yeah. Love grow? No, no. The world needs to grow at the moment and have it needs more pleasure in the world. You're walking right into them. <laughs> it needs. You need to love. No, you need, no. You need to love grow. No, you need no, to pleasure yourself. The interview is all. It was a charity. It helps like, people for, for cheap furniture and helps people who are homeless and get employability skills. Okay. It helps them get stimulated. You know, <laughs> and like obviously, it helps them. It helps them be a better person. Right, okay. And they have, like, it, it, it humbles them. Yeah, yeah, and they have they have refuges, so they have refuges for like um refuges, okay. Yeah, so like for women who have been domestically abused, mm-hmm. they have the scar houses 
scatter houses. Basically, people who maybe going homeless or they're getting a new flat and don't have and don't have the skills to live in a flat by themselves. They okay. live there and they get help how to live in a flat by themselves. Oh, like life skills. Yeah, and, oh, that's it, really and good. it's so good. And they're also upcycling tomorrow. Upcycling. Yeah, upcycling furniture and what happens if they don't want to have it. I love I, watching those videos when you turn something really shit into something really nice. It's great because they get to keep it. If not, it gets sold on. And also, if a furniture is a bit broken, they get to um, take it for have it free. People can do it up themselves if they can do it. Oh, okay. And it makes so it's good for the climate and it's good for people because you know what the problem is at the moment. There's so much out there people can't afford, and they feel yeah. they feel lost. I said to them, they feel yep. lost, and they feel like they can't afford stuff. And not, and once they've got something off their own, like a furniture or a sofa, or like you know a chest of drawers or something, it makes them feel they've got a home. And what yeah. he said to me, the person managed like the manager, he doesn't doesn't want to make them rich, but he wants them to have a decent, a good, a, a de- every home should be a decent quality of living in their home, but decent yep. stuff. It shouldn't be going into a home and they don't have anything to say like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, everyone deserves it, and I think that's so true. Yeah, absolutely, because you need like your bits and pieces to make a home a home. Because I mean, it's all very well and good. So, well, you've got shelter, you've got, you know, a secure front door, but you need a bit more than that exactly. to make it a home. It, it doesn't matter if you're like Jeff Bezos, really rich and all that. But Amazon. Don't even. Oh. Or you know that you're 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 just really poor. Yeah. Everyone deserves a decent quality of living. Yeah, absolutely. And if they can help do that, then that's fantastic. Of course, yeah. Um, I just wanted to briefly touch on something. Now I'm not um being facetious when I say this. It's actually something quite serious. Um, a lot of people have been asking me, "What do you think about the the Lucy Letby thing?" And if you're not aware of who she is, she has been. She's been found guilty of murdering babies, murdering babies, and uh, I was asked about it recently, and I said, it just came naturally to me, and I said, well, if you think about it, in the, like, like you can let me know what your opinions are about this, Jay, but in the animal world, instinctually, but I mean, not with every animal, but with a lot of animals, even with the, like, small babies, they have the ability to stand up for themselves, you know, but with babies, babies are absolutely helpless defenseless they are and so for someone to deliberately harm and kill a baby to me it's it's the most abhorrent despicable vile thing any other human being could do that's what i think of her but i find it quite interesting because i was listening to professor david wilson who is a criminologist i've heard i've, I've mentioned him to you before haven't you have yeah and he was saying that like he studies serial killers and you know, various other criminals. And he was saying that he, according to his research, he can't place this woman in any kind of category, judging by her past or her actions. And she's actually worse, like, statistically than... I don't know if you've you've ever heard of the serial killer, Beverly Allen. She killed children in the 1990s. But this Lucy Lightby, she's worse than her. Yeah. Who was that woman in Scotland? Was it Edinburgh or did it? I can't remember. It was Edinburgh. It was, I watched it years ago. A documentary. About oh, it. I can't remember. But you yeah, know. that's what I think of her. And yeah. I genuinely hope that she has a fantastic time in prison. By because to the listeners that aren't aware, like there's like a hierarchy in prison. So people like that kill police officers and things, they're seen as like heroes. Yeah. But at the very very bottom of that hierarchy is child abusers and child killers. So she's going to have a fantastic time in prison. And I hope every single minute is living hell for her. Exactly. It's, it's actually awful. 
Yeah. It makes you think. That's all I want to say about her. Uh, on an entirely different note, uh, we both had our hair done this week, didn't we? We did. Our um, your mum's, your late mum's friend. Yeah. So my hairdresser, uh, Don. Hello, Don. If you ever listen to this, I've tried to get her on the podcast, but she point blank said no, and I've nothing to blackmail her with, so she can't come on the podcast. Um, but I've known Don since, well, since before I came into the world, because my mum, uh, she went to birthing classes with Don when she was having me, and uh, we've known her ever since. It's nice when you've got someone like friends for that long. Yeah, and because my mum's no longer with us, it's nice to talk about her now and again. Cause yeah, but she. I don't really have that opportunity often. Because she knows her in a good light and knows how how good. So I had a few inches taken off my hair. You just had a tidy. Wee, a wee trim. So I'm tidy. going. Yeah, cause I'm going to get my hair length down to my shoulders. My shoulders. Yeah, but you need your roots doing, love. You need your roots. I will. Doing. Yeah, I can do it for me. I'm not doing your roots. Why? Because you I mean tell the listeners what you had done to your hair. I got it but done, like before you I, had it cut. I got it bleached and silvered. Yeah, but the silver faded. Yeah, but I I don't mind maybe because you've got dark hair naturally, but now it's blonde. Well, if you can call it that, yellowy blonde. I don't mind. I like it lighter because it makes me feel a bit. It's more... It's not quite Gaga piss yellow. No, but I wouldn't want that because I think I'm like, I've had jaundice before, so I don't want any of that color. Have you had jaundice before? Yeah. Oh, tell us about it briefly. I was a baby, so I don't know. You was a baby. I was a baby. A baby gym. Did you have to go on under those UV lights? I think so, yeah. I was in an incubator. Oh, you were in one of those wee tanks? Yeah, I was, yeah. Because, obviously, mum... Yeah. Mum had to go in a lot of time and just, you know, back and forth in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And all that, yeah, so... Oh, and talk about that. I would love to talk about, in fact, my uh, my dear, dear grandmama, Nona. Yeah, Nona. Grandmother, yeah, she likes... Who loves knitting and... You know, no, she does not. And she sits in a wee chair in her cottage, making no. tarts. Your grandmother, she's what, 83? Yeah, 83. 83, and she's never off her iPad, or out of the shops, or swimming, or doing something. Dancing with mum. Dancing, yeah. and she's got fabulous clothes. Yeah, she has. She... She's like a, a glam grand, but we're not allowed to call her grand, so sorry. No, she, um, yeah, she um, was in hospital again for the, well, actually today for the third time. Well, the second time she was in a couple of weeks ago, last week, she actually... Yes. She yeah, was... so this is going to... Like, your, your nonna's experience in hospital and my experiences and yours, this is all going to be talking about our subjective yeah. experience with I've the NHS, yeah. which people seem to see as so Idolize. fucking precious, yeah. but it's not. But, anyway. Thank you. So, they were in, so, she was in our flat, because she's moved, obviously, because, you know. Yeah, she downsized. Downsized, yeah, to one of these, like, one of these, um... It's like a self-contained... Self-contained, like, McCarthy and its own sort of place. So, people go where it is retiring and stuff like that, you know. She get in, so she gets. She's really ill, so she feels like like really bad. And a friend who cleans the house comes in. So define really bad, because the listeners don't know. Basically, she was bringing up. She was diarrhea. She was sick. You know, she was dehydrated because something. And yeah. someone came in to didn't know how bad she was, and they got to the hospital. Well, they actually phoned the doctor first, and there was no doctors in the doctor surgery, no GPs, no general practitioners. Okay. So then an hour later, someone later they phoned up and they got one. They had to find out find out which hospital was suitable for her because the which one was free, quieter for her. What do you mean free? Because they want as in know. as in staff to look after her or a bed. Bed. They wanted to know which one was quieter enough for her because they didn't want to overwhelm her hospital. And it's like, you know, right? Yeah. Okay. So they got got to this Western General. It's up at the, the West Side area of Edinburgh. Went in. They didn't know what was wrong, and then so then we went to see. I went to see her. My mum two days ago when she was in. And she thought she was getting out. Mm-hmm. So we were there when she got told she was getting out. And because she got something called NKI, which is like a slight uh, kidney infection. 
they said. NKI. NKI, yeah, I've heard it before, but anyway. So then half an hour later, she gets told she's not getting out because her her, her piss is not the right colour yet, if, he, if that's a bit too graphic, you know. Oh, I peel, I peel yeah. too dark, okay. Yeah, so then, yeah. And I just got a phone call from Mama today. Mama. Yeah. Your mum. Yeah, yeah. And Mama. saying that obviously she's back in again with the same thing and we don't know what's wrong. It's I'm like, living on Grantly. No, 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 exactly. But <laughs> it's just it's just beggar's belief that they don't know. And another time she was a few weeks ago, they lost... So she's had various tests and they still yeah. don't know what's wrong with her? Not really, no, except the inky eye. But the other few weeks ago, they lost her was it x-ray or blood test. Yeah. And it's like, how can you lose that? It's like, you're meant to be trained and doing it all the time. You shouldn't be losing someone, especially at that age. I don't know what's wrong with them because it could be serious, you know. Yeah, and how how long did she need to wait in A and E for? That was quite quite a long time. She was pillar to post different beds. She had, eight hours or something. Yeah, eight, something something like that. Yeah, and it was like, and then when Mum went in a few weeks with asthma, she had to get someone someone who got taken out to give her a bed, and he had to the person had to sit there. Jeez. And it's like, how demoralizing for that person. I know how like humiliating. I mean, I know they say that leave your um. Your dignity at the front door when you go into hospital, yeah. But, but that's that taking it to a, a whole new level. It takes the biscuit. It takes a whole fucking tin. Um, I mean, uh, you've seen the experience I've had with the NHS, don't you? And I mean, don't get us wrong, we're not saying that every single person that works in the NHS are bad at their job. No. Of course not. We're just still saying about our experiences and yeah. like the mismanagement of the place. Yeah, because my dentist and dental assistant are lovely. They're probably the two nicest people yeah. I can meet. And they're so helpful to me. And I think, that, like you, like... That... Yeah, I mean, my GP, she's a lovely woman, but there's only so much that she can do. And I find it interesting how people were always saying during the pandemic, you know, save the NHS. What what's what's happened to it now? Exactly. Because of all the cancelled appointments, everything's... Like, the waiting lists have gone through the roof. Exactly. I mean, it's it's taken me nearly four years, four years to see a dietitian. Yeah. Four years. And also... And it's also been the appointments you had for your um, ENT. They didn't tell you and they phoned you up saying that one was cancelled. You didn't even know you had two appointments. Yeah, so let me explain. Within the last three years, I've been experiencing unexplained dizziness and like vertigo and type things. And it's really, really debilitating, okay? Every time I get up, it's like the room spins. When I sit down, it feels like I'm getting out of a lift or I'm in a car that's breaking, you know? Yeah. Or when I'm in bed, the room spins. It's awful. I can't go out on my own. I can't plan things when I'm trying to work. I'm a lace wig maker. I need to take constant breaks, so it's really affecting me with my career and financially as well. No one seems to know why I'm getting this. I've been given no prognosis, no, like, um, plan of how I'm going to get over this. Nothing. I've been given three different diagnoses, and no one seems to be able to tell me what this thing is. Yeah, and I... So I'm still... And it really affects my mental health as well because there's so much stuff that I can't do. Exactly, and that, and for me personally, it's it's seeing you, like all that, because I have to go and get the cat litter because you can't walk that far. Yeah, because I know people will say, well, it's just a bit of dizziness. Get over it. It's so much more than no, that. No, because my mum's had it. My mum's still got it, and my granddad had it, and he fell over a couple of times, and like it's it's quite bad because like, well, if I wasn't here, and then Will fell, because he has fallen before, but if he fell, and really hurt himself, and I wasn't there, and he and he went unconscious, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's not not fair. No, and I'm quite like I've been on di- like eight different medications to try and curb this dizziness. It's not worked. I've tried doing all these different exercises, which I've had to research myself online. Doesn't work. I asked them at the hospital, "Will this work?" And they said, "Well, it depends if it works for you. If it doesn't, just give it up." 
But what's my alternative then? Exactly, because the operations... What, what are you going to give me? Because the operations I've looked up, they don't do anymore because very often because of the chance of 20% hearing loss. I feel like no one's listening to me. And, and I feel on deaf ears as well because I'm trying to help and I can't I can't find a solution for you because it's like, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, no, I'm not a doctor either, but it's interesting that... I mean, how many times since we've been together I've had we had to do our own research of what's wrong with us? And then take it to the doctor for them to, to just say, yeah. well, Everything, it's not on the NHS website, so you don't have it. And like, well, what else could it be? We don't know. Will you find out what it is? Well, I could refer you. But, why but don't referrals, you? they're not doing anything. Exactly. Like, all I want in life is, like, do you to get better? So I, I, I just want a normal life so yeah. I can do normal things. So I want to go on... Well, I, not too normal. I want to go, no. go on a cruise with you. It's a romantic cruise, but obviously we can't because obviously you'll get dizzy and I don't want that. But at the end of the day, I don't want to live this, like... You have to suffer as well and not be able to do a couple of things, you know? No, I mean, I, I get that there, there is a lot worse conditions to have, but again, that, and when people say that, that invalidates my experience because it's like saying, well, what you're experiencing is not real. It's debilitating for you. It is, because, like, I don't know how how much more I can stress this. I really don't. No, because, like, like, I don't know where we... I found a charity, but I don't know. But again, charities, we shouldn't have to rely on charities. We pay fucking through the nose for that, taxes. Well, that's what they do. That's what For they, our medic, medical stuff. Of course, that's what they do, so it's a bit different for them. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, yeah. charities, they're wonderful. But what I'm saying is the point is we shouldn't have to. Exactly. We shouldn't have to go to a charity to be diagnosed as autistic. The NHS should provide that for us. Yeah, exactly, because I had to do that. You had to do that. It's like, yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, it's... It's it's getting beyond a joke. I mean, not that any of this is a joke. I just want to be able to walk in a straight line and not people to think people not to think I'm drunk. That's what mum used to be like when she had her Because that's what they're always asking me at the hospital as well. Do you smoke? Do you drink? No. Not for I've not done years. either for seven years. No, and when mum gets dizzy in the hospital, she goes like she's drunk. Remember that time the the one of the doctors said I mean I since insisted that I got a second opinion. Remember when that doctor said to me, Well, it's probably because of your alcoholism that you're you're dizzy. Like, well, if that was true, I would have this constantly since before seven years ago. Yeah. And I think he was a bit, uh, what's the word? Like he was judging me a bit because of alcoholism. Yeah, it's probably the largest thing as well. I think. I don't care. I don't know, but yeah, he's not there anymore. Which is no one likes him, so which is good, which helps. Yeah. So. Protect the NHS, protect it from what exactly? Protect it from us and our wrath of trying to like, get... Like, I'm, I'm so angry with him. I'm so angry that, like, what the government's done. Like, I mean, look what happened with your granddad. He was going through the later stages of cancer. He had cancelled appointments. Nurses didn't turn up. I am, I'm so appalled. Like, the, what the nurses that came for his daily injections, they were lovely. They were absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah. And I think the hospitals is good. And some, most were good. It just sometimes it happened. But the fact is, the what gets me right with that... Is the fact of my uncle. I know they were upstairs and they were downstairs, right? But they only saw him from Christmas Day for 30 seconds and he looked thinking he was doing the right thing. And it's like, Yeah, wearing masks. That, that and was all the last that. Christmas. Don't go to see grandmother, you'll kill her. And then when he was in the car, when we were, none of us come to see us, like, standing like, away, and he was so scared, it was like. Now, why is no one talking about this in the mainstream media? Why? Because they don't, because there's too much going on, they don't want to, they don't want to face it, that's why. But a government without the backing of their public people. They're nothing. Yeah, exactly. But it's same with the Scottish government. Like you know, you know the three candidates, right? Who actually were meant to be. Well, one of them now is the 
first minister. We're all homophobic and religious. Who, who is our first minister anyway? Uh, Rishi, uh, sorry, not Stone Nicola. No, not Rishi. Um, Hansa Youssef. I don't even know what he looks like. He says, so I have Hansa Youssef, Ash Reagan, Denim, now Reagan. No, yeah, now Reagan because you're right. And also it's Kate Forbes. Ash was actually Scottish, but she's lives she lived in England for 20 years, I think it was. Right. So she doesn't know much about that, and then obviously. Well, she'll, she'll know something. You can't just get into politics without knowing. No, of course, anything. but Kate. Well, maybe you could actually. Stranger things have happened. No, and then Kate Forbes, right? She was. She didn't. She, um, she didn't doesn't like gay marriage. It's like doesn't want to support. It's all the three of them don't like gay marriage. It's like, and it's like I know Nicola had her faults, but she really cared about that. And then what about like um that you know that Mary Black? Not, we marry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we marry. She was caught three weeks ago, right before she quit. Uh, uh, Doing what? Rubbing something on her gums. In the House of Commons. She was rubbing something on her gums partly, in the House of Commons. Yeah, apparently it was chocolate. Why? Why? Well, first, hang on. Why would you be eating when you're in the House of Commons? Probably because she's hung. No, she wasn't. Yeah. Is that that huge room they have? Order, order. Yeah, yeah. That room. Yeah, that room. Why was, would you be eating? But she was really rubbing something on her. And t- it was, was it cho- not Bongella? No, it was chocolate. She said. Why would you rub chocolate onto I your gums? I don't think it was chocolate. No allegations, but I don't think it was chocolate. What other brown stuff could you rub on onto your gums? I don't know what it was, but I think she was just trying to say it was chocolate, was where it was. Anyway, she was doing that. A lot of them don't have the sense of, like, you know, like, decorum and stuff like that, you know, and things. And None get... of them do. They're fucking Tories. Well, well not all of them, but... No, she's not, but she no. she's, like, the youngest MP there, eh, where she is. It just makes you think, like, because I would love to do, go into, like, local politics and help. You wouldn't. Why? You wouldn't, because when you think of all the people that need help and then you're not able to give it. True, but I know, you know what I mean. I know I know what you mean. You want to do good. You want to make a, like, a difference. Like, do you know who the person I really love at the moment, though? The person like in pot, I really, really think is doing a good job. Who? It's our local MSP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's really nice. Yeah. Um, We've been to see her and she really cares. We're not going to say who she is because that will give away where we live. I mean, yeah, like of I wasn't going to say her name, but I'm just saying she's really good. Yeah, and uh, she actually listens. Yeah. She actually gives a damn. And she cares about people living in mould. She really advocates for that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got a... Not quite a friend. She's a bit of an, Like someone that we pass in the street. And she's got social housing. And she's having to live in mould. And it's just awful. And it's making her so ill. And the local government or... The, or I suppose it's the council. They're doing nothing about yeah, it. And the council. Council. Yeah, I love that. Council is so apt. It is, actually. No, yeah. it's like it's you know talking about clean. So I so like the tra like the trams update obviously has gone down right. But yeah, we've got trams in Edinburgh and they've been extended to New Haven. But I I, use, I didn't fucking want them. Like, what a use, waste of money. I use them. Buses were fine as they were. Yeah, I use them, but they're not worth the money because they're not that they're not worth the money. No, and the, and what is at New Haven that's it needs to be that destination. I think it's because it's near like the 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 big bit with all the the, the pier and stuff and all the the, the harbour and stuff like that, and it goes. Yeah, to... but what that? Yeah, that'll be fine in summer. I think it's because ocean terminal. Probably winter. I think it's because of ocean terminal because there's. But ocean terminal, which is like a, a hu- used to be a huge shopping centre, then they said they were going to turn it into an outlet place. That's more or less a ghost town. It's going to be flats and hotel, I think now. I think. Oh yeah, because there's such a shortage of hotels. It's yeah, or student it's flats. Bad, like, but. I mean, yeah, we don't need them. The thing is, right, in a government, right, in a local government, right, it needs to be the people, people who are voting for the people need to have their say to help and ask what they want, right? Not, obviously, them doing it for you. No, they need to listen. Exactly, but it doesn't go on. 
Nope. And would I want to go into that world of... I mean, they're not all corrupt, but from what we've seen over the last few years, they are so fucking corrupt. Certain ones having their cheese, cheese and wine. Cheese and wine and fucking parties at number 10, Downing Street, whilst everyone else was scared out of their wits. No, it makes me so upset because I couldn't see my... like I've got... You know, I want to get this clear. We're not here to say that CV19 didn't exist, okay? It did. It was awful. It still does exist. But the way that they scared people, the way that... Why was why was the people at number ten not as scared of it as we were? What makes them different? What are we not being told? I don't think it's that so much. I think I just think think they're they're immune. A lot of people think they're immune because they've got money. Rubbish. Yeah, they, they do, it's they, indiscriminate. Exactly. You know what makes me sort of. And like the amount of people that I know that have been so so deeply traumatized by this, and they still don't go out because they're afraid yeah. they're going to catch it. And I, you know what makes me sort of set though, the fact that we never got to see my cousin like speak his first words go into a wee boy yeah. and we never got to see his people and it's like for months and it's like it's just awful and I mean you know a lot of my family in Italy couldn't see each other because they're in different regions and they couldn't go around it's like it's just so it's so dehumanising yeah dehumanising because humans need humans we are not so, we're sociable creatures but most of us I, I mean I don't really need a lot of people a lot of the time you but just, I still need to talk to people you just need me really Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm joking, listeners. Anyway, getting on to a slightly later topic, yeah, we <laughs> we were um, <laughs> we were walking back from the local shops the other day, <laughs> and uh, we were misgendered. Oh, we were. Yeah. So it was. I think it was about quarter to nine, and of course by this time of quarter to nine, night is getting dark. I love the dark nights. And there was a woman behind us on a bike, and she went, "Excuse me, ladies, do you want to buy some coffee?" <laughs> So she saw you with your blonde hair and tote bag, me with my ponytail from behind, and went, "Hi, ladies." <laughs> ladies, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because we were going to the. Local... I'm sure. I'm sure that she's one of the because our local shop has been hit with a spate of, you know, looting. Would you call it looting and dodgy people? Yeah, stealing stealing things from the shop, and she must have been one of those people that were going around the neighbourhood selling stuff. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they steal the meat and the expensive coffee and just go around on a bike selling it. And then the other like last week. Um, we thought there was a, a repairman running along the street with a toolbox, but no, it wasn't. Because yeah. as it got closer, so it was one of the plastic baskets from the local shop. Yeah, running away down... With like, all the stuff that he stole. Yeah, going near Sainsbury's, that way, like, where the road to going down. To yeah, 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 the bury. Uh, yeah, so we were <laughs> misgendered by some I, 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 on I a bike. I haven't been for the, in the swimming pool. That's fine. Did it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, she apologised, she realised, but it's just because I had a bag, like a tote bag. With I mean, my... I understand me with a ponytail, but you? I had like I a... mean, don't dress in like clothes that are for quote-unquote women. Or for, yeah, for people that kind of stature. Yeah, because I, I mean, I wear joggers and so do you. Yeah, and I've got joggers on right now. And Maybe I... we've got a womanly shape. Yeah, I've got, well, tell you, tell them what I'm wearing just now. I, you're wearing that crop top again, I hate it. I love it. Why do you like crop tops? I just think they look nice on me and they're nice and cooling. This is not the 1990s. You're not in Take That. I know I'm not. I don't even like Take That. I don't need to roll out my fire. No. With Lululu. Yeah, Lululu. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, and we've also celebrated our fourth wedding anniversary. Well, we have. What's been your highlights over the last four years? Because we got married in 2019. That was in the September, and then the following March, lockdown. First year of marriage, and we're in a lockdown. Yeah, and we were actually meant to be going to Sorrento for our honeymoon. 
Yeah, we've not been on honeymoon yet. Yeah. We went to London, but what happened was I went to... Um, I tell you about... still can't go because of this bloody dizziness. Yeah, I tell you, right, we went to the, our shopping centre, the Guile, it's a local like shopping centre, right, or mall, or mall, where we are from, and we went to Tui. Well, I coerced you to go into Tui, because I know it's the only way I'll be able to book a holiday. Anyway. Yeah. So we went in and booked it, and I was trying to say, we booked it, and we had, like, booked a land booked a land train so you could take videos. We're going to go to Ischia, the island, and then paid it off. Now, during, like, the log, thinking it was going to be better, and it didn't get better, so we never went. And it's like, I miss me honeymoon. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's awful. How many couples can say that, that they started their married life in a pandemic lockdown? Well, it was difficult for me because I'd just been dying. See, for me, I got married, started a new job that week, yeah. got married. Then got diagnosed with autism and dyspraxia. Yeah. Then went into lockdown, had me... Um... Oh, do you want to talk about the <laughs> the experience of getting diagnosed as autistic? Because didn't you at first think it was... Dyspraxia. Dyspra- oh, no, so dyslexia. Dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. Is it is it pronounced dysp with a p? Yeah, yeah. Dyspraxia. dyspraxia. Okay. Yeah. So I went there, right, got diagnosed. And then, unfortunately, my group got cancelled because the person who was diagnosed me doing the group, he got the first one to get one of the first in covid in Edinburgh. Wait, so we're we talking autism or we're we talking dyspraxia? Well, group? Bo- audio, both. Both, okay. Yeah. He got, so he was diagnosed. Is this number six? Yeah. Yeah, shout out to number six uh, at Hill Street in Edinburgh. They are part of autism initiatives. Yeah. They're the charity that we we went to to be diagnosed as autistic and they're so fantastic. We'll leave the link below if you want to donate to them. Please yeah. do. So when it got diagnosed, then it happened. So I had to do stuff online. So I was going through, shout out to Ross McLean, who's part of. Um, um, into work in my council of, I used to do autism and help people in work, but it's more other disabilities and stuff now. Yeah. He phoned me every week to help with, like, not to help see how I was feeling. And yeah, but like, like employment yeah, stuff. Employ- but, yeah. What would you call that? Uh, employability skills. Employment support and things. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was more that. It was more just general chatting because, and he was my lifeline really for that because, if you li- if you ever had to listen to it because, number six didn't really. Uh, once a week but it wasn't much and he actually supported me m- mentally with stuff and chatted about lots of great stuff so did i you did but he only well, i never got paid for it no of course but <laughs> he no but he was as of voice every week you know what i mean to ch- yeah 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 as as to look forward yeah to you're them. not stuck in the same of room course him, and, yeah. and, and jan obviously helped as well and having that group was nice but yeah jan's one of the coordinators at number six yeah but the thing is as well after having that diagnosis, the new job, and then obviously another new job because of that place was closed, and then having this insecurity of knowing, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah, the because for a lot of autistic people, we need that structure, we need yeah. that security of knowing exactly what we're doing instead of, are we allowed to go out today? Yeah. Can we do this next week? Blah blah blah. Yeah, because you know what? I remember, blow like before it happened, we were putting the Easter stuff out. Me and someone the manager. Oh, it worked. Yeah, yeah. It was a new. It was a manager from our store who was helping out, and we put the Easter stuff out. I couldn't do it because the planogram was that badly printed out. I couldn't. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and none of it got sold because we, or most because obviously you know it happened. And it was yeah. Like, that day, everyone was buying like their hand gels and stuff, and I just I wasn't buying. I wasn't going into panic and buying them. No. And it was like, I felt for everyone, and I was actually told off for asking who everyone was that sort of stuff right because I was being caring what do you right? mean you were told off because like, I was I was asking who everything how are you feeling about everything going on I wanted to be I was yeah. being, anyway they told you off for that it's just because I was doing every person it, just, it was not it was too I was, it's because of the time constraints yeah alright because I thought you. no nothing I like that I thought you meant like oh you shouldn't be asking no 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 it's shouldn't fine. be asking now it just went to the thingy but it's the fact as well having all that and then not knowing if we're going to get our holiday and you know and it's like 
it just made you feel that, like, this is what it would have probably been like back in like, the 1920s when I had the Spanish flu. And it's like, you know... Yeah. It's, it's but just... I don't think it would have been as bad, you know, for, like, the... Like, the fear-mongering, because we didn't have internet or social media back then. True. So you didn't have things like Nudge. They are despicable people, Nudge. Who are Nudge? Nudge are the group of uh, professionals, and quote-unquote psychologists, that got together, and they decided how they were going to, well, scare the country into submission, as in, stay at home. That's bad, yeah. Really, like, you know, obviously, a someone we listen to, like, uh, we love... And I couldn't see many benefits either. Yeah, someone we love who's been sold a soldier and a lot, you know, like, and the loose women. Denise Welsh? Yeah. Yeah. She said about, remember how it was Wednesday the first Oh, I love Denise Welsh's yeah. podcast. She's not been doing as many uh, recently, but I love Denise Welsh. Yeah. Do you know? She's what? such a good actress and she's funny as And fuck. she's a good singer as well. Yeah, great singer, yeah. yeah. Do you know how she was I'd saying... I'd love to get her on the pod. Yeah. You know how I, <laughs> I, I say, like, you know, when we had, like, it was the Wednesday and Friday, we all went and clapped and all that. And you, she was sad about me to clap and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but did he say banging the pots and pans into yeah. a bridge? And like, so for like that five minutes or whatever, you clap, people are immune to COVID, and it's like yeah, and like all the nurses come out not wearing masks and all that, and wearing fucking masks. It's meant to be the be all and end all to stop the spread. Yeah, exactly. But what, meanwhile, if you look at the side of the box with these blue masks that people were wearing, it says does not stop the spread of no, viruses. It's not, and I mean, why? So like, how can people be so blatant? What I don't agree with though. It's people on now. It's called X, obviously Twitter. They put yeah. false pictures on of like of part departments and hospitals really quiet and pretending that they need. Right. It's not. They're just like other departments do, like um, reflexology or something. That's what departments are. They are making it out that the hospital weren't busy, but they are. Right. They're trying to make it out that, it, but because a lot of people didn't. It doesn't matter if you haven't actually seen know anyone at the start who hadn't got it. I think people were just people were thinking it doesn't exist, and it did exist. It was bad. Yeah, it did exist and it was bad. Yeah, certainly be fine. Yeah. We are not specialists. No. Before anyone starts saying, well, you're not an epidemiologist, no, not whatever it is. They're stamina. And right. They can, and it's like, and they're not really ill people. So, like, it does affect so many different ways. It's been biology and that. So, I think it needed to be handled better because I think if they had done the lockdown before when they wanted to do it, when they were supposed to do it, we wouldn't have been in the mess we were in, I think. And we're in such a mess now. I mean,. <sighs> Like suicide rates, yep. the highest have ever been. Yep. Mental health referrals, highest have ever been. Also, Is there money being put into that? Yeah, but nowhere near enough. No, and the fact that the woman who owns John Lewis is having two uh, companies put a fund together called Pegasus Project to help call, like, staff in places stop getting abused by customers or getting stealing stuff. Because a lot of people it's happening to the because rates of thieving has gone up because people can't afford stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's another thing, cost of living crisis. What's been done about that? Well, we did. Have there's more food banks now than there is train stations. And they are putting, they have been giving the paint payments and stuff. But is it train stations or is it something else? There's a lot of them. Put it that way. Yeah, and the fact is, it's now obviously the, the ones are payments and other stuff that popped in. That that's good, but they need to continue it. And you know what was actually really good though? Remember, eat was it a couple of years ago? They had to eat, to eat to what was it called? Help out to eat out. I really something. liked that because I mean, people who couldn't afford to eat out before could have a nice meal, and they were supporting the economy at the same time. That was good. Yeah, that's true. But what about all the people who struggle with weight? Of course, but I'm I'm just saying that it was nice for people who couldn't afford to go to a fancy restaurant could go out and have a nice meal. Uh-huh. Like I took us out from my granddad's, probably one of his last birthday meals. Yeah. And oh God, I miss him so much. I know me too. You know, I mean, I, he didn't die of COVID. He died of cancer. 
Yeah, uh, it was his birthday the other day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, we took him out for a meal, and it was nice to have be able to afford everyone, you know, and I didn't have to spend too much. You know, it was nice we could have a lot more, you know. Yeah. Like the, 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 when I think of the amount of times that we sat and cried about all the confusion and things, and then people deciding what what health conditions get precedence, like, mm, shall we treat this person with cancer, or shall we just not treat them because we want to stem the COVID spread? How ridiculous is that? Exactly. Well, the one thing, though, like, the one, you know the one thing I'm grateful for lockdowns for, right? What's that? Mum had her mammogram late. Mm. So if she had had her mammogram when she did, we would have had it, they wouldn't have picked up the cancer, so she wouldn't be, probably would be here right now, or she would be in a really worse state. Yeah, thank goodness. So I know lockdown was bad, but that one thing actually, you know, saves her probably. Yeah, I mean, with all the injustices and... um like the negative side of lockdown, there was, I mean, there was a lot of things that was positive about lockdown. I mean, I mean, I myself certainly looked at my life and thought there's, there's things I want to change. There's things I'm not thriving and there's things that are holding me back. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't remember, was it, yeah, it was August 2020 when I started my YouTube channel. Yeah. Previous to that, I couldn't listen to my own voice. Always friend to my own voice. Now here I'm doing a podcast of all things. Exactly, so am I. Was very uncomfortable with how I looked and do YouTube now. Same here, and I'm doing this now as well. It's just, it's, it changes you. Yeah, we learned a lot. Did you learn anything else through lockdown? I just learned about different conditions during my autism, like echolalia and stuff like that. What's echolalia? Echolalia is when you repeat something like right after each other, and you don't realise you're doing it. So like, um, so like say like I could say like hello hello or something like I wouldn't realise I'm doing it. Is that the only thing that uh, people with echolalia can have? Yeah, if I'll allow, yeah, and I've also learned that sometimes I could nod like. I could is it is it literally only echoing things, or is it? It's basically just it other things. Yeah, you just echo, repeat something. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, you don't know if you've got it, but I've, I was told I've got it. So, cause I've, yeah, and other stuff like I've no, I've not got as vivid imagination. There's lots of weird stuff you get with autism. Actually, it, did you know that you can actually get epilepsy with really bad autism? Like, no, I didn't. You can you? Yeah, so if you're like, say, like, you're on verb, like, kind of like lower in the spectrum, they don't really, I don't say anymore, you can actually get things like that. Okay. Yeah, you can get that kind of thing. And it's like, it's really, I know it's really funny. Like, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently, people who are, like, say, LGBT, or I think it's either people or can be more, more likely to be LGBT. I don't know if it's vice versa, but they can be more like, and it's quite, it's quite. Also, like, people who are neurodiverse are more likely to be diverse with their. Yeah. Sexuality. Yeah, they can more like to be LGBTQ, basically, I think. Okay. Or vice versa. And it's quite interesting, actually, because... Yeah, I've noticed that, like, when I... Because I follow quite a lot of autistic people, they are quite here. diverse with their yeah. gender and sexuality. Yeah, because yeah. a few I follow are actually, say, there are maybe the G or L in the, on the spectrum, and it also the LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and actually, it's nice to see, because, cause like, from for me, like, at work, I... Um, I'm proud to be part of that select community of being like LGBT. Yeah, of being yeah. So that segue, that game. kind of segues nicely into something we wanted to talk about, and that was employment for autistics yeah. and LGBTQ people. Because you've had a lot of interviews recently, and you've got you've had the impression that they went really well. Yeah. But not got the job or progressed any further. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, too? I'm just looking for another a second job because where I moved, I was. 
right, I've, I can manage on the hour. I just want extra hours so I can buy camera equipment and go on holiday and stuff like that. I just want to... Yeah, just to give you financial freedom. Yeah, because yeah. I'm off for 10 days and it's like, what do I do with myself, you know? Yeah, so yeah. You, 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 before we started recording, you said you wanted to talk about like interviews and yeah. the impression that employers, pr- prospective employers give. Yeah, because I was at a place, I'm not going to mention the shop, but they were... Um, they have their own LGBT like and on their like neurodivergent charter thing, so they have like it's like I know they probably just wanted women because there was mostly women in the shop, which is I get that because like mums work, they're all women in there. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't want men there because it's awkward for getting changed. You know that's fair enough. But I think it needs to be with a lot of places, not where I am now because they understand me and they're great, right? But certain places don't have like. Like they don't have the capacity to know how to help people like me and you autistic people. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know how. To, and there's a lot of places don't really feel comfortable with LGBT people. Not so much now, but and it's like it's such a shame because we should be living. In, it's 2023. We should be living in a world where anyone can get a job. Yeah, yeah. When they want to, you know. And like where I am at the moment, like obviously in my place of work, I'm not going to mention where it is, obviously, but they weren't very back in like say 15 years ago. They weren't really. Like you had to be a certain type of person to get a job there. Yes, you had to have a certain physique. Yeah, or you were put in the back, back of the yeah. yeah. But nowadays, I'm so proud to work for the change, and I'm so happy to work there because everyone just are so like a family. Not saying other place I've worked on, but family, but they're a family, and they love me for like one of my colleagues who was doing my um, review. Just be being you because you you just make us laugh and you make us feel so happy. Oh, and that's that. what yeah, and I, and I and I love it because. All I want to do in life, because I, I like helping people to help them mentally. Because like, one day I was somewhere and I helped someone, and they started crying because they were, their son was autistic. And I actually got to, Aww. and I got I told them about number six and that, and they were just oh like, yeah yeah yeah, and they were so grateful because they had no support. And I said, that's yeah yeah. I, I I think I was saying to one of our podcast guests that it's getting more and more increasingly rare to. Kindness is getting more and more rare. Yeah, because I've like been to certain places, right, for interviews a few weeks, like for three weeks, and some of them are just I get the vibe. I don't want to work there because like yeah, they don't they, they seem so like like peed off and like you know they I mean, don't want to be there. I mean, like in your opinion, what's the difference between? Well, I'm I'm g- generalizing here. I don't speak to the entire community, but what would be the difference in employing someone who is autistic and someone who isn't? Well, obviously, us we know attention to detail. We look at the, the bigger and smaller picture. We each look at the bigger picture and those finer details or something. Yeah, we, big and small details. Yeah, we know how to look at stuff. Like people, someone like say, like an atypical person would probably say, like, "Oh, we'll meet. Oh, well, let's meet uptown later, right? I'll meet you that such flight." But uh, but us we would obviously well, what time it is, where we meet, and how you're going to get there, something. Sort of yeah. Do so we know? how to ask the right questions and how to get out the full outcome of something. You know how to plan things. Yeah, we know how to. Properly. Yeah, and it's like, I went for an interview in a certain um, famous like department store, you could call it like clothes and food and stuff like that. I went for three jobs. Where was this? Well, should I say what it is? Yeah, you can say you didn't get the job, so yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, Marks and Sparks. Marks and Spencer. Yeah, Marks and Spencer. And basically, so one job was put on hold, then I went for another job. Wait, they... wait, so... They advertised a job, you went for the interview, yeah. and then afterwards it's put on hold. Well, yeah, so saying that the job was no longer available. That doesn't make sense. It wasn't longer available, because what happened was, during COVID, they'd couldn't, they had lost a lot of staff, because they didn't want to keep them on. Right. And then they didn't get any more on, anyway. 
Then I got another one. Didn't get back to me till a couple of days ago, so the month after I applied. I know the God. other one. Yep, the other one. That was probably because I think I know why that was because the drums. Because it started, they didn't want someone who couldn't work the Saturday, which is fair. That's fair enough. But the other one then got back to saying it's on hold. So I got two on hold to say I can earn, which is fine. But the fact is, the first one, they didn't have any of the sheets, the proper, like, official sheets or anything down. Didn't know my CV, didn't know much about me. Didn't even really feel so great. Wait, 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 wait. So, again, you were saying about planning things. Yeah. If, if I was an employer, I mean, I own my own business, but I don't employ anyone. I'm just a one, one human band. If I knew I, that I was planning to interview someone, I'd be like, right, okay, I need to know their name. You know, what their aptitudes are, what their skills are, yeah, what qualities. their qualifications are. I need to know who I'm yeah. seeing. You know what he said? I said? He said, oh, thank God. It's, and it thank, are you doing anything? Oh, thank God. I have so many people come at the wrong time and not the right person and all that sort of thing. It's like, Again, you're, you know typical people. They don't yeah. plan anything. But then the thing is, right. <laughs> they say that autistics are difficult. And the other two were really good because... They actually understood they want to help, you know. Then I had one, the other one I went to that was said that was there. Uh, I want one to a toy shop, right? And I didn't take it because it was only going to be, it kept one minute it was saying, I knew it was temporary, but the one that's saying when you get kept on after temporary, then said, after you get up, after six months of your yeah. and then said it was temporary. Basically how long we can string you along. Yeah, and then he said it was temporary. I was like, eight hours, eight hours just now, right? Eight hours is not a lot for an hour and a half journey. No, because I only apply because I know what toy I work out. I've worked in a toy shop before, but yeah. And a fact is, none of the staff like one of the women who I was talking to. Oh, is someone here for an interview? Have they got an interview today? And it's like she was so like ditzy, and it was like, well, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have an interview. Yeah, like oh, no, sorry, I'm just here for the good of my health. I feel like standing here. I feel like standing here pretending I've got an interview. No, <laughs> oh, can I tell you once? Do you remember this interview I had for now defunct Debenhams? Remember that interview? No, you oh, need to remind so me. So I applied for Debenhams. I can't remember if it was Fringes or by myself, right? And this woman, snarky woman, phoned from mobile at 8 o'clock at night. And it red flagged. At night? It, yeah, it red flagged me, right? I said, and I said, right, the interview phone, like she phoned up, right, and said, you have an interview for, say, tomorrow at a certain time, or it was like for that. So she phones you at 8 o'clock at night saying you've got an interview the next day? Yeah, and I said, and I said to mm, no. I said, which Debenhams? And Fringes Street one, right? And which, which door? The Rose Street entrance, right? And I went in, right, for the cafe. Yeah. And I went there and there was no interview. Eh? What happened was, I think they just went at, intercepted the application through them when it got taken through. Oh. So they stolen my... I don't, know why they, I don't know why they phoned up. I don't know why the women phoned up, though. Conspiracy theories. Yeah, why do you think she phoned... <gasps> why do you think she phoned up, though? Because surely if she got my details, it confirmed I was a real person or something. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah, anyway, she phoned and she was snarky on the phone. Rose Street entrance, right? I thought that's, that's really weird. Why in a mobile number at that time of night yeah. being snarky on the phone? So he gave me an interview just as pity's sake, you know. You don't know that. No, no, it was. He said, no, no, he gave me one just because I was there and to keep me on hold for stuff, right? Because he felt bad for me thinking I didn't Oh, I'd rather they just didn't. But I, I don't want anyone's pity. No, it wasn't only really pity. He just wanted to give me one, right? Oh. Yeah, so why, I wonder why she oh, phoned... Oh, you're here anyway. We'll, we'll just do yeah. that. Why did they give me an... I don't know why she phoned up, because, like... Yeah, that is a weird one. Because surely, if she wanted to take my details and then, you know, steal my identity, I don't think it never happened, but... Not that we've got any savings to steal anyway. No, no of course, but of course, but it's like, yeah, it just sounds really weird. Yeah, so it'll help us grow the podcast so we can become rich. Yeah, rich like, beyond yeah, our wildest dreams. I know, because she was like, um, oh, Ross Jenkins, Ross Jenkins, right? It was, just, it was just really weird. You know what I find with interviews as well, right? 
Oh, do you know what? I really oh. hate those competency-based interviews. Oh, yeah. They're so pointless. I never went to I one. Hate I them. never went to one. Was it last week before? Like, I'd, like years ago, I'd, I'd been for competency-based interviews for the bank. Oh, I hate them. I never went for one a few weeks ago. I was going to go to because it was 40 minutes interview with competency-based questions. Oh, how can that's you do, a nightmare. How can you do 40 minutes worth? And the star technique, the star technique. What's that? Like you have to like say what the thing was, explain it, what the outcome was, and how you feel afterwards, sort of thing. I think, if I remember. Oh. So it's like you have to explain. It's like, yeah, and I had one. And it's one of those things that, like, do I explain what I would actually think, or do I explain what you want me, what you want to hear from me? What you want to hear, and I think you know what, right? Yeah. I had I had an interview. Was it yesterday for like a a phone interview from like the airport? And they, I know they asked me, do you have any more interviews lined up? What business is that of theirs? Because they probably don't want. They don't want someone who's looking actively looking for work. They want someone who wants solely work for them because they want to work for them rather than not de- not I'm not desperate. But yeah, but surely that would say that's kind of limiting your career prospects if you only want to work for one particular. Yeah, but they're always saying they want people who have already have stable income and want something. No one has that these days. I know it's like with certain places you used to do that. It's like oh, I, had, oh, oh, I remember last week, last week, it was a week before I had one for a certain um, positive market. No. Do you remember I went to the one in Morningside? I mean, you've been to a lot, so... You no, the one to... I went to is for 8 o'clock in the morning in Morningside. You can say, you can say their names, but okay. you don't work for them. Waitrose and Partners. Right, okay. So and you I went, went for an in... interview with Waitrose. Yeah, and I went in, right. And Morningside. They, yeah, morning, Morningside, yes. They went in, and I got told I was getting back on Friday here back That's home. the posh bit of Edinburgh, for people that don't know. Yeah, one of the posh bits. Oh, one of the posh bits. Yes, Dotbridge. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I went in, right, and I was told I would hear back on Friday, but then a few hours later, I was told I hadn't got it. Oh. And it's like mum said it's probably because they made their mind up there, but I don't really care. But you know why? Because they wanted people to help out with the, you know, like the, like the, you know, they get like delivery deliveries now and all that. And yeah, yeah. And I felt they were just overworked. It's like with MS. The MS one, one of them, they wanted people in the morning because they were lackluster and they weren't got much productivity doing deliveries. And it's like. Yeah, so to anyone listening to this who knows of any jobs out there that's in retail, well, within reason. There's an autistic person here who has a great attention to detail, is deeply empathic, never has a day off sick in their life. Employ Jay. Get yeah. in touch. Yeah. Please. We're not, not being uh, comedic here, we're being serious. No, Give no, him a job. yeah, because, like, how can, like, when I was at the airport working at an MS, not for MS, it's a franchise, mm. it was me and three other people who were the best ones in the store because, like, we did our job. We were great. And I think that if you've got, not got people in the if you've got people in the morning who are not. Like, what's the word? They're not like lackluster and that doing a delivery. Then get people. people motivated. They're yeah, not motivated. They're not motivated to do it. Don't get people are not motivated because that is... yeah, that's the thing. Like whenever we go into shops, it's always such an effort for them to do something for us or answer a question or even because like we'll go when we go to a checkout. It's how's your day been? Fine. No one's open to a conversation apart from like the other guy that's in our local Morrison's. He always talks to you, but we believe that he's autistic. Again, autistic people are great at yeah. face-to-face jobs. Yeah, my, my work... I'm not, I mean, this autistic person, I'm not great at face-to-face jobs because I can't stand people. Yeah. That's why I work on my own as a wig maker. Yeah. My work at the moment, we've actually got bingo cards. Eh, bingo cards? Yeah, yeah we have, like, get, like, say, when you get, like, a sign-up for the emails or you get, like, an online order or, you, or something you've learned from a customer, right? And because you have to chat to them. And it's, like, nice, actually, because, like, it's nice when you get to chat to someone and actually help them. Because I was helping someone buy a shirt for a wedding in France. Oh, that's lovely. And someone was actually buying a wedding, not a wedding. Was it a gay wedding? 
unfortunately not. Oh, well, but I'll tell you about a gay wedding anyway in a minute. Straight weddings are off. I'm joking. I'll tell you about a gay wedding in a minute, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. And I got someone who was buying a dress for a wedding, not a wedding dress, but a dress for a wedding. It was nice helping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you about this. There's a poster outside our local shop, right? It's to do with cancer, but it's two guys getting married. Oh, right. Because they had the cancer research don't money. I agree with it, but each oh. to their own. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> joking. No, no, no. They, they, basically, the guy went through radiotherapy in the poster and they managed to marry his husband. And it was like, oh. and it was just that so touched me because, like, that happened. And it's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so again, it's been another uh, multi subject podcast this week. Not that it was last week because I had an interview, but usually when we get together, it's multi-topic yeah i've really interest yeah i've really enjoyed recording this podcast with jay anything you want to say before we finish i think just um remember if you if you're an employer or you're a supervisor or something or, or a colleague and someone's say got a disability or in some sort of managerial capacity yeah, or yeah. even a colleague and you've got someone with autism or something look up see how you can help them i mean we're not we're not unemployable. There is some people who can't work, obviously, because they're, there's maybe that bad that they can't do it. That's just oh, like, like they're non-verbal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, because I've had like people in, when I was at Hamley's coming up to me like, right, like Raul wants a job or Abner wants a job, but it's his carer. And it's like, obviously, don't do that because you can't work with them because it's you doing the job. Yeah, exactly. So obviously help them. And what I would say is, if you don't know what to... If you don't know something, just ask the autistic person. Because I always find it's so ignorant and offensive if someone doesn't ask. Just yeah, ask me. Like, don't, just ask. Like, don't just assume they're going to flap and they're going to, like, stim and, you yeah, know. Exactly. There's, there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening, dear listener. We hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please leave us a review. We would really, really appreciate that. Either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your streaming services. You can follow us on Instagram at Life at Your Own Will. And, yeah, you can send us DMs there. So, until next week, take care. Do lots of self-care. Check in with your friends and family and chosen family. And we'll, we'll you'll hear from us next week. Take care. Bye. Maybe